0: Brendan has texted the show to say, "Bob, I believe those assets you're talking about are better kept for the deadline. Once you fire a bullet, you can't take it back. I feel we need those assets in case of injuries during the season, and you may need it in an area that you didn't see coming. That one comes to us from B. So we're talking about uh, the complexity of stepping up. If you're gonna, if you're gonna trade a number one as part of a package, the 2023 number one." In a three or four uh, asset package to to go get a guy like Patrick Kane, does it make sense? Obviously, Kane would need to want to come here. I think that the McDavid Dry settle factor is appealing to a lot of players in the league. Uh, you'd also have to run it by your top end guys. Top end guys like getting other top end guys on the team. As a rule of thumb. And then it's about, you know, you got to have an organization that makes it work. And because of the $10.5 million cap hit for Kane, probably get a third team involved as well. So it's a it'd be a layered, structured deal of that. There is no debate. We welcome back to the show for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta, presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. For more information, visit thehorses.com. We welcome back to the show, Mark Spector. Hello, Spec.
1: How are you doing? Oh, doing pretty well Bobby how are you doing this summer <laughs> well, I know it's, really you're out of the here. lake oh, aren't man. you you're out of the lake I'm at the lake today yeah listen some of us relax in the summer Bobby right so but don't worry I've relaxed enough for both of us so don't feel like you're I, I got having got today well All I right.
0: mean you know what it's it's not really a job right it's a passion so you either love it or you don't so so Mark uh, we've, we've been having this discussion here over the last couple of days and um, so I just put a tweet out right now, which has got a a, a fair amount of response to it, and basically, oh. you know, what I suggested here... Um, I said uh, the Evans Oilers have six pretty good 22-and-under player prospects. Uh, Bouchard's 22, McLeod's 22, Broberg's 21. I don't even know if he's 21 yet. Uh, Holloway. So, you know, Bouchard, McLeod on the team, Broberg and Holloway probably on the team this year, maybe Holloway at some point during the year, and Borgo and Schaefer coming. That's five number ones and a good number two in McLeod. All right, that's six prospects. Those guys are Oilers. So, I said I'd have no issue, uh, and I know by all reports the 2023 draft is really good, uh, but I'd have no issue, to me, the times now to go, if you're going to use one of those number ones to make a play, and there's a guy out there that I, if I want to do it, I want to go get one of the best, and there's a guy out there that's one of the best players in the league in an organization that clearly is going in a different direction. That's the Chicago Blackhawks and Patrick Kane. Now, it might cost you four or five pieces. You might need to get a third team involved. Would you contemplate doing it? Would you investigate it? What would you do, Mark?
1: Well, you've certainly hit the point, uh, as as you list... They haven't wantonly thrown around first-round picks. Edmonton's done well with their first-round picks, and even a few seconds and thirds down there. You know, guys like Niemalainen and Sam Marukov, and and uh, maybe a day R&A and, you know, guys that are going to challenge for jobs here, right? So they've done well. Their pipeline is, is decent, and they haven't squandered first-round picks. In fact, they've held on to them. So the time now to, you know, to spare one and let one fly at the right moment it coincides with the time when your team is a Stanley Cup contender so sure i i got no problem trading the first round pick and now the the move you know now the conversation shifts to what are we trading it for right are you you know are you trading it for a guy like kane that you're going to have for one season and then he's probably going to go somewhere else uh, i don't i don't see you having the money to sign him beyond this season frankly uh do you try to move him for uh you know, do you hang on to that first-round pick when the, for when the right-shot defenseman, you covet, comes up? Uh, that's a good question, too. So, yes, I'd move the pick, but I might want more than one season out of that pick. Is that fair to say? That's fair.
0: It's a completely fair perspective to have. Just on the defenseman, okay, I think even though I listed three forwards in there that are first-round picks over the last three years, it with Holloway, Borgo, like... My thing with Kane is I can't have Borgo in a Kane deal because that's who's replacing Kane a year from now is Xavier right. Borgo who's a skilled you know slick right winger um, the one part of the organization that's got is deeper right now is on defense and people say whoa, whoa, whoa wait a sec you got Broberg trust me they have depth coming they've got Broberg who you and me both you know Ken Holland has already stated he has to play his way off the team in training camp. So he's got a spot on the team. He's an exciting guy. He's an eighth overall pick. He can skate. Uh, there's debates about his offensive ceiling. I would suggest that maybe he exceeded expectations in Bakersfield this season when he was down there. And I'd even tell you, spec that we, I mean, we played a game in Vegas on the road the first time the Oilers played in Vegas. They had a bunch of injuries at the time. And Philip Roberg led the Oilers on time on ice in Vegas when Vegas was still pretty good before they tailed off as the year went on and that's a difficult place to play so I am fairly bullish on
1: Broberg but then so they... would you include Bouchard or Broberg in this cane deal because no. they'll ask for one of them no no chance no chance unless sure you get the deal done without one of them Bob
0: no you got to move you have to move one of poliarvi or or uh Fogel they think wow well, sure because you, you need you need one of those Black guys you're give, Mark, Mark you're giving up five assets you're giving up a player with a contract to take some money back you're giving up the 2023 number one you're giving up a couple B grade prospects maybe one forward one defenseman B grade none yeah, of the si-
1: that. if I'm Chicago I think I want more than that well how did big, okay wow. w- wait a wow. sec here
0: they had to break it under contract for how long
1: Oh, that's different, sure. Don't ask me to, don't tie the Debrinket trade in there. I thought it was stupid.
0: Okay, what uh, did you stupid. think of the dock trade? Because I thought that one was stupid, too.
1: Well, listen, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing other than embarking on a really long, a really long uh, rebuild in Chicago. I mean, I think we can agree on that. I don't, I can't see any rebuild that doesn't include Debrinket, Um, right. And doesn't include Kirby Doc. I didn't get him either, Bob. But I guess what I'm saying to you is, you know, we always talk about these trades. The other team, first of all, there's a bunch of teams around the league that would be in. Well, we know on, Toronto.
0: We know Toronto's sniffing around too on Kane. Um, and
1: yeah, there'd be a bunch of teams. So, the, the,
0: you know, we assume Toronto is sniffing around, and we're having the debate if it makes sense for Edmonton to look at it. And for me, they do. I, you know, what you only get Kane for a year, spec,
1: right? Right. So I guess the question becomes how much will you give up for? Let's just make the leap here that Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks talk and Kane says, okay, I'll accept it. You know, bring the, bring them teams to me and I would accept the trade to Edmonton and I'll accept the trade to three or four other places. Great. So now the best deal. Yeah. Who's gets, well, it's not always who gets the best deal. Kane will have a see where he wants to go, but let's see who's got the best deal. So, you know what? You're you're talking about a, a third line winger in Fogle that makes a lot of money that, frankly, the Oilers would be happy to move. So that tells you sort of where his value. What about Pulleyarvey? You're talking about Pulleyarvey that hasn't done anything yet. He's a third line player at this point in the eyes of pretty much everybody in the NHL outside of Edmonton. He's a third line player until he proves different. Um, so you're trading two third – you're dangling a couple of third-line players. You're dangling, you said, B prospects, and, of course, the first-round pick, which is great. First-round pick's first-round pick, but it's going to be deep. It's going to be probably after 25. Uh-huh. You know? Yep. So so where's the meat in this sandwich, Bob? What is, where does Chicago get something where they go, we traded Kane, and we got a bunch of stuff, but the one thing we did get was – Where's the meat in this trade? Paul? It comes. It comes in the the overall prospect haul they get. Give me the prospects you're trading. You know, Sam Rukov hasn't made the NHL yet. Nima Linen hasn't made the NHL you're yet. You're looking at. You're looking at one of. I
0: right. would think Lavoie, uh Raphael Lavoie, or. Yeah. 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 You're, it was not an sec- NHL player. Yeah. He's a second round, uh, a second round no. pick. So well, let's let's just say a Lavoie or a, a Savoy. And one one of those, and maybe one of Sam Rukov or Nima Linen, for the sake of argument. Oh boy! And if
1: I'm if I'm uh, Kyle Davidson in Chicago, and we've been your Ken Holland in Edmonton, mm-hmm. the first thing I say to you is, it's going to take a first round pick, and this trade has to include Bouchard or Broberg, and let's go from there. I would That's not do I it. I would not and do it, you're Mark. Gonna, you're going to put the phone down on me, and we're going to move on. So I don't. Think you, don't you don't know that. Well, they might come back for less. I don't think you're going to get Kane for a collection of I think stump. you can. I think you need a name in there that Kyle Davidson could go back to his people and his fan base and say, look, we traded Kane, but wow, how about this young man? All guy right, so
0: they back? had Kirby, draw, Kirby Dock under team control for four more seasons. I don't, And they traded him for, for a, well. a mid-first-round pick and a third-rounder. Right. Right, and so what I'm saying to you is, you're getting a late first-round pick. You're getting a guy theoretically like Poliarny, who's a fourth overall pick, who's who's yeah. got decent numbers. Not he's not a no one's mistaken him for a first-line guy. He's a second slash third-line scorer in the league at this stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting Poliarny. You're getting a first-rounder in 2023 20, uh, in a mm-hmm. deep in a deep draft year. Uh, since we're offering Sam Marukov or and it's another third round pick from different draft years from 17 and 16 respectively and then, and then you're also looking at Lavois second rounder or Savoy who was a fourth rounder. Though that's that's the prospect bait. To me that's a better deal than you got for Doc and you had Doc under under team control and Kane's walking away from you in a year from now.
1: Well, that's fair. That's fair, but I feel like Kane is a you know, the market for Kane is going to be strong. There's a few contenders that are going to push in this market and Kane is a hall of fame player. You know, he's an Olympian, he's a Hart Trophy winner. He's still productive as could as very much so. This isn't Lucic coming over to Edmonton from Boston on the way down. Kane is still good. So, I guess we'll we'll, you know what, we can move on, but I think we'll differ. In my opinion, in my opinion, there will be a name that goes back to Chicago where Pete, where that, that the Blackhawks can hang the hat. All right, so,
0: Mark, let's race through some text here. Uh haha, ha, the Oilers have nothing to give, Bob. Let's call it for what it is. Kai says Spectre has to be kidding. The team gave away to break it and dock, but they're going to ask for one of the best 21-year-old defenders in the league, a first, two prospects, and a roster player. Um, Giroux has term and went for a first, a third, and a B-tier prospect. No, Giroux didn't have term. Giroux is a UFA and yeah. was moved at the deadline.
1: Uh, I would correct that. I would correct that texture. I'm not saying that it includes a Bouchard and a giant package or a Broberg and the giant package. I'm saying it might be a smaller package, but I'm saying the package includes one of those players. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Bob
0: Specter is out to lunch for a rental. If Kane had another year, maybe a Bouchard or Broberg, but come on. He's a rental who controls where he goes. The hall uh and the meat of this is a first rounder in a deep draft year. That's kind of where I'm going too. So okay, and we got lots fair. of people that are saying just for the record spec, they're saying my concept of a uh, a four or five asset deal is too much to give for uh Patrick Kane for a season. And I would do it, Mark, if I if I were to do it, I would do it at the start of the year. I'd have him here. All season well, long, I don't want to do it right at the deadline.
1: No, I, uh, there's a few things there to remember. Being so deep into LTIR, that that deadline acquisitions are, are twice as expensive for the Oilers as they are for you know a, a normal team that's dealing with cap space for one. So it's hard to do. At the deadline, And you're giving up a ton of stuff for Patrick Kane. I want the whole season out of him. I don't want just, you know, two 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 and a half months here. So I agree with you, Bob. I'm trying to do this deal this summer, too. The question is, are the Blackhawks trying to do this deal this summer? That's the question.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, it is, I, I was stunned by those two trades that they made. The, the, like, and it started with Hagel. And I actually, you look at the Hagel return, and I actually think Chicago did pretty well on the Hagel return. They got a decent return. But then you look at the, the, the Brinkett and the Doc trades, I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, to me, Hagel's probably a third liner. Doc right now is a third liner that's going to be a second liner, and the a first liner all day. They just yep. didn't get enough for those guys, but those guys all were club-controlled. Patrick Kane is done at the end of this year. So when we come back, the question that we'll discuss involving the Edmonton Oilers with Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta is... Is the asset better spent elsewhere? We'll uh, discuss that when we return on orders now. The, water, more madly the late, great Gore Downey, as 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 Downey, the tragically hip, one of the most humble men I ever met. Immensely talented, and I'll always owe Kevin Lowe for that one. And He brought him on the plane with us, to Calgary, and a couple of guys went walking by me, and they're like, "Stuff, is that the lead singer that tried it? is that down? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Water keepers. They were involved in water keepers together. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Guests on this show receive your certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It is a Tuesday Sportsnet Spec Mark Specter for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Again, the Canadian Derby, the handle is over $1.9 this year. And it was backed out there on uh, Saturday. Uh, Thoroughbred Racing, Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. Uh, for more info, head to thehorses.com. One guy that knows that industry really well is uh, Spec, a mutual friend of ours, Jeff Robillard. He knows horse racing, and they had a good day out there, and um, it's interesting. You know, the, the, I, he's just got there, – there's just some guys that understand some businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's... Yeah, horse,
1: horse racing is one of them. Horse racing is a very nuanced place where you got to be around it a long time to sort of know, you know, what everything means, right? Yes. There's, there's a little more to everything than you think when you walk in the door. What's that goat doing in the horse barn? Well, it's there for a reason, pal, because yeah. it makes the horses feel better. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, by the way, Nugent Hopkins' horse won race number three on Saturday. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Infinite patience is the name of the
1: horse. Yeah, I've used that in the lead or two writing about Brian Nugent Hopkins, the longest-serving winner who's waiting to get his turn at a Stanley Cup. All right, and an ironic name for his steed, don't you think? Buddy? So, so I, I, I mentioned the fact that look, they got
0: you know over the last five years, um, I'd say six. Pretty good pieces for the future. Bouchard and McLeod are on the team. Broberg's going to be on the team at the start of the year. Ken Holland basically saying Holloway needed to play his way onto the team at the start of the year. And then I got Borgo, who'll be in the American League, and uh, Reed Schaefer will be of Seattle. We're going to have a real good team this year in the Western League. So they got some guys coming. So speaking of infinite patience, where do you think the headspace is at for the players with the 2023 number one? You think they're like, no, no, can't hold that pair cord. Do you think they'd rather see that pick get moved for another asset to help improve the team? Oh, no question, Bob. The
1: players always are ready to move a pick because all that first-round pick's ever going to do is take their job one day. So, <laughs> you know, listen, they're ready to win. You talk about all these guys that are under 22, uh, and there's plenty of them. I look down the, down the highway at Calgary, and, and you look at the – you know, the top sort of 10 players on their team. And I'm going to say to you that probably seven of them are in their thirties. And Hubert turns 30 right away here. So, you know what, they're not only are the orders poised to win, but they are poised to put something together for a while. Remember, you know, the two best players, what's McDavid now, 25? Yes. And Leon's 26. 26. So your two best players, I'm going to say to you, I mean, these guys are already in their prime, but they've just entered their prime. A 25-year-old hockey player has just entering his prime right now, not three years ago. So, as good as McDavid's been, uh, he will be a better player in years to come. It's hard to say that. It's hard to believe it. This team has to act and comport itself like it's ready to win a Stanley Cup this season, and they have to act that way every season now that they had McDavid and Drysadler. Guy said that four years ago. you got to try to win a Stanley Cup four years ago. I disagreed with him, but we've reached the point now, Bob.
0: Yeah, and the uh, GM's held on to his first-round picks. We brought the stats up before. I mean, in the top 12 teams in the league last year, uh, the only two teams, top 12 overall in the standings that uh, made uh, first-round draft choices each of the last four years were Edmonton and Minnesota. And Minnesota is a About to embark on a three-year run where they got about—I don't know. $14 $14 million in dead cap space for Parise and Sitter. So Bill Guerin's going to have now. Bill did a real good job. Dean Evason, I think it was his birthday either yesterday or today. He's a hell of a coach. He did. He's he's a good coach. But Minnesota, to me, they, they lost uh, Fiala. They couldn't keep him. Uh, they're going to be challenged to replicate what they did last year. And I think the Oilers have started the window. So if you can't get – like, like for me, if I'm moving the first, I want an impact guy, spec. I'm going to, here's where I uh, extend, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this to you during the year, that one of the Oilers' bird dogs, and it was Brad Holland, had had said to me, there's a guy out there that could come in and be the perfect fit for the Oilers on defense, and that's Kulak, okay? Like, he was telling yeah. me this during the middle of January, and they eventually got him for a second-round draft choice. Um, now, they had to get him re-signed. There was competition to get him re-signed. They re-signed him at four years at 2.75, and he's right in the wheelhouse where maybe he can take on a little bit more responsibility for the next couple yeah. of years, kind of like CeCe,
1: right? That's a second-round pick well spent, right? You right. didn't just blow it off for rental. You blew it off for – you You spent it on a player that you like that performed yeah. and that you've now signed for four years. That's a, that's good management, right? If
0: they need a defenseman, Mark, and they've got lots of D coming, I, I would say I'm fairly confident – that they might be able to find a defenseman for a second-round pick again.
1: What do you think? Sure, a second-round pick. And one of those, remember, if you're bringing in a guy that you either has term or you hope to resign, uh, it's time then to start dipping into your pool of young defensemen because where's the guy going to play? Yeah. You know, if if I mean, this is to me, this is the the early part of the season where you start. You know, you got to make sure you play Nemanlinde this year. You got to make sure you. I'd like to see Sam Rukov get some games. Let's see what they got. It's it's on these two players. Uh, maybe Darnay is a little bit behind those guys' ball, but on those two players, in my eyes, it's it's kind of. You know, smoke them if you got them here. If let's find out, are these guys going to be orders? Or are they good enough to trade for a better veteran player in a package, uh, or do you want to save room for Marcus and to be a player on your team for years to come? It's time to know that now. These guys can't sit in the minor well, and, and, so, and circulate. So, does it
0: help because Woodcroft and Manson have worked with these players before? Does that, that does that yeah, help?
1: Gotta help. Gotta help. They know more about them, but I'll tell you right now, what they don't know is what's what's. Sam Rukov going to look like for a month and a half in the National Hockey League. Nobody knows that because he hasn't done it. He had one game, it was a disaster, and that's fine. Stuff goes bad once in a while. Give him another chance. Let's see how he does because they know him, Bob, and they know uh, Nima Linen. But what they don't know is how they will, will perform in a prolonged NHL shot because they haven't had one yet.
0: So just so the listeners are aware, Edmonton owns their 2023 number one, number two, and number three uh they own their 2024 number one and number two the third round pick went to arizona uh so they took on all of cassian's contract and they've got the number one from 2025 and the number three uh they gave up that second in 2025 as as the other a second and a third uh to arizona so they've got out of their they've got all three number ones two of their three number twos and two of their three number threes over the next three years um you don't have to good trade the number and, Good currency. And the general manager went to the Gretzky and on the show talked about how deep, the for, in particular, the forward prospect pool was just at that tournament alone spec. Mm-hmm. When we come back, uh, Canada wins the World Junior Championship. And a little bit on the Edmonton Elks. You're listening to Oilers now. It's 12.58 Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.